Welcome to the Pacific Forest Foundation's Talking Timber, where each week you meet the professionals behind the Northwest timber industry. Hi, and welcome. I'm Diane Mettler, the host of Talking Timber and the Executive Director of the Pacific Logging Congress. And in this episode of Talking Timber, we will be speaking to Deb Hawkinson. She is the president of FRA, Forest Resources Association, and will be talking to us about what FRA does and some of the amazing work they have done around the COVID-19 pandemic to help the industry. In the meantime, I want to thank our sponsors, the Pacific Logging Congress and the Pacific Forest Foundation, who are dedicated to providing sound technical education about the forest industry. You can check out their work at www.pacificloggingcongress.com and www.pacificforestfoundation.com. Also, we want to thank our new sponsor, Timber West Magazine, the West's leading forestry magazine. You can subscribe now for free by just going to their website, www.forestnet.com. Okay, now let's hear from Deb and how she got involved in the industry in FRA. I, you know, I get asked a lot, how did I get into the forest practice, you know, industry? And I didn't get into it because I have a career in forestry or because I have a or had a uh, passion necessarily for forestry, family in forestry. It was really um, working in, in the Washington, D.C. area and was offered a position to go work in Weyerhaeuser's Washington, D.C. Federal and International Affairs office. And I worked with a team of wow. policy professionals and everyone was dedicated to representing Weyerhaeuser at all levels at the federal level, You know, whether it was in human and health services or you know, policies that protected um, the important work of the organization. So that's really where I got my feet wet. Uh, had a had a great opportunity to work with a number of professionals. And, and then um, I left Weyerhaeuser um, after 15 years and went over to American Forest and Paper Association. And I became a chief of staff to Henson Moore, who was the president and CEO there at the time, and got involved in um, operations and um, mm. some policy uh, issue management type work and political action committee work. And so just kind of a vast variety of that kind of policy and organizational work, which then led to an opportunity and an offer to go be the executive director of the Hardwood Federation, which is a, yeah, I don't know if you're familiar with them, but they were kind of a hybrid policy group. All we did was uh, support the hardwood, the hardwood industry. And a lot of that's trade and um, just helping them helping them uh, make sure their products are remain that carbon neutral, renewable resource and telling that storyline to influential policymakers and at the federal level organization that's still very strong today under Dana Cole. And I really enjoy my work with her, our past over, you know, overlap as well on some of the work that we're doing. And then eight years ago, I came to FRA and I've really enjoyed my position here. I think it's probably the best education I've gotten on the actual workings of the wood supply chain. It was a, a perfect opportunity to represent, you know, the professionals that make up the, the supply chain. We're the only national association that represents all segments. So we have over 300 members and it, a lot of what the Pacific Logging Congress, their membership represents ours too, are national um, people from across the country in land management, land services, service providers, suppliers, consuming mills, 
And our vision is to be recognized for our diverse national membership and commitment to sustaining the success of the forest products industry. So it's just kind of all woven itself together. And here I am. <laughs> yeah, bringing everything to the table here now. So. That's right. That's right. So what are some of the important things that FRA is doing right now? Well, um, thanks for asking that. We we actually just finished um, not too long ago. We're in the first year of it. Our new um, vision and mission. So I mentioned what our vision is, and we want to really focus on three key areas where we think we're effective. And this is really all about the work of the association and the things that we're doing. So the first is to be that effective policy voice in Washington, and we work to advance public policies that support industry sustainability and defend against legislation and regulation that can um, threaten, but we'll also to support that legislation and regulation that can support. Okay. So very much focused on the federal level. And then second, we communicate relevant and timely information. And I'm gonna talk a little bit about that in our COVID work, but we really work to create opportunities for company and employee success. So the, the areas we focus are promoting safety, improving skills, elevating technical and operational expertise, identifying workforce issues, um, defining proactive solutions around that, looking to establish some leadership uh, development programs. We have uh, six regions um, across the country that we have people representing. So our third mission is to maintain a thriving region structure. And we like to support and work closely with state associations. And our work really is to gather the industry in the South Central, Southeastern, Appalachian, Northeast, Western region, Lake States. So pull together people in these local communities, you know, that don't necessarily always cross paths, but they work in uh, close region proximities that they have a lot to learn from each other. And um, things that are happening in one state that may not be happening in another state. So we just try to connect those dots and identify areas where there are operational issues and how can we be of help, identify okay. uh, possible research priorities. Um, WSRI, the Wood Supply Research Institute, not too long ago closed its doors. And FRA um, took their assets and with a very strong intent of wanting to continue that type of research work that will support the supply chain. So we like to hear from our regions if there's things that we might uh, look into to doing where we can be of help or join in, with others on that type of research. And then um, always looking to grow our grassroots advocacy work so we can have a louder voice in Washington. You're busy. We are busy. <laughs> Got a great team, thankfully. <laughs> how, many, that's good, how many are on your team? Well, uh, let's see. We have uh, Eric Kingsley, who does our Northeast region, and uh, David West is our Southwide region. We have uh, Rick Meyer for Appalachian area, and we have uh, Tim O'Hara in Lake States and Vicki Swanton in our Western region. Okay. And then our national team is, um, we have, um, I'd say like three and a half people. Okay. So we're pretty, we're, we're lean. We're you are lean. lean for all this. Wow. So, uh, and focused, we're lean and focused. Yeah. <laughs> and so we, we also, we also have, uh, you know, other, other uh, outsource, you know, people who support our work that we're okay. excited to have on the team. Yeah. And I was thinking you, you, since you represent such a broad spectrum, um, do you find there's any conflict sometime between the two, the regions, what they want you to do or different issues or? You know, not, no, not really. I think, cool. um, yeah, I think. Everybody's kind of the same page. That's great. 
Well, you know, and I think there's flexibility too on what they want to work on, right? So, um, for example, in the lake states, they very much want to work on the, the northern long-eared bat. Um, and they wanted to work on a habitat conservation plan and work with the agencies out there, governmental agencies out there, and come together on a plan um, for mm-hmm. habitat conservation that we could probably use across the country once it's done. But very much focused on that, and that's what they want to work on. In the western region, they're um, very interested in workforce issues and um, we're doing some special kind of projects out there and pilot programs out there on the workforce development mm-hmm. and how we might play a bigger role. So yeah, I think each, each region has different things. Northeast, I mean, they meet once a month and in, a, in the fall through the spring and want to talk about specific things and Eric Kingsley makes that happen. So yeah, it's, we try to be flexible so that we can meet the needs. No. Yeah. I was just thinking you're so lean and you do so much. I didn't know if it, it had to be a pecking order of things that had to get done or something. <laughs> but, but yeah, we, we let the, mem- actually the region work that we do, we let the members drive that. Okay. Okay. Great. So there is crossover. You can do some of the work that you do in some region and apply it to another. So exactly. Yeah. So that's great. Mm-hmm. So I have been reading all of your work that you've done on COVID and shared it. I mean, you've just done an incredible amount. Um, can you talk a little bit about that? Thank you. Thank you for that. Um, oh, you know, I think our communication style and how we approach things had really served us well. And uh, at the very beginning, uh, we just made the decision to share an abundance amount of information and try to do it in a way that we could make it um, easily accessible and helpful to our members and become a trusted advisor on helping them get their head around what's happening from state to state. I got an early call from one of my um, key um, executive committee members talking about, you know, hey, we, we, we need to get a handle on what's happening in all the different states. You know, can you all help us figure that out to others wanting to know more about how to access federal assistance programs. So we kicked off right away with a state tracker tool that we put on our website. And that was a dedicated page to provide the state by state information, keeping people aware of the status of the forest products industry as state governments were making decisions at the state and federal level on non-essential industries and how they were going to open, how it was going to work. I'm so thankful and proud of our industry and that we were deemed essential, you know, from the start, although yeah. there were some bumps in some states, you know, where not all of our sectors, segments in the sector, you know, we had some challenges there. But thankfully, for the most part, we remained essential and we um, wanted to help. We created the, I'm sure you've been on the website and yeah. you've been looking at our stuff. Yeah, we yeah, wanted to yeah. create an easy way to quickly look at a state and figure out, hey, is lumber and panel, is that working? Pulp and paper, logging, pallets, biomass. Um, and so that's how we, we uh, developed that. And thanks to our state associations that just provided us with the information so that we could kind of have a one place collecting it. Okay. And um, so that kicked that off. And then we wanted to create a national page to help everyone understand, you know, what are some things out there that can help them, their businesses, their employees get through this. uh, Really, it's a horrific time. And um, none of us have ever dealt with a pandemic before. And so things that came to, you know, our minds right off the bat was the Paycheck Protection Program and the SBA loans. And let's, let's get that out in a way where people can get their head around it, understand how to apply, how it's going to work. We wrote several blogs on that, um, 
and uh, I think I think and know we heard from people that we were able to make a difference in helping them better understand how to do it because it was confusing when it first came out. Well, and I thought you guys did a great job that it was all in one spot. Otherwise, you're just all over the web trying to find a little bit of this and a little bit of that, and it was just nicely, yeah. easily, easy to read too. So you guys yeah. did a fabulous job. So. Thank you, Diane. That was, well, that was our goal was, you know, if we, I think our team had a, a good approach of um, if, if we were looking for the information, how would it make sense to us? And, yeah. and I think that kind of helped us pull it together. But on the, on the back on that payroll protection program and the SBA loans, I mean, I'm excited that Congress has taken another look at that this week and yeah. they're going to be adding more flexibilities there. You know, they too were moving as fast as they could and I think everyone felt like there was just such a short amount of time to figure out solutions to help and wasn't always perfect. And it's usually not, you know, when you've never done something yeah, before and you're just trying to do your best. And I do believe people were trying to do their best at all levels. Um, but I do think they're revisiting it and making that a little more flexible and opportunities help these small businesses pay for other things, you know, in that, in this loan yeah. program. So yeah, more to come on that. And we'll be reporting on that. Hi, we're going to take a quick break to thank our sponsors, the Pacific Forest Foundation, the Pacific Logging Congress, and Timber West Magazine. Due to the coronavirus, the 2020 PLC Congress has been moved to 2021. But that doesn't mean they won't be active and involved this year, promoting sound technical forest education. To find out more, just visit their website, www.pacificloggingcongress.com. Okay, back to Deb. So when you were hearing from people, what were some of the bigger issues? People, was it the loans were the bigger things or did you just kind of hear from people out there what the big topics were? They well, were you know, I think, yeah, I think that uh, the loans were a definite mm -hmm. concern. And um, to the point, we, we actually put Eric Kingsley in charge of, of helping guide people. So we, oh, we okay. had our policy team and others de deciphering the information and getting it out there. And then we actually put a team member responsible to be like your go-to contact person to help you understand it. And oh, that's great. So that, that worked out well. And I, he got a number of calls and I think, um, you know, clearly, clearly showed that that was, that was a benefit. And then I think the other things we're, you know, we're hearing is, uh, it's, it's a tough situation out there right now, yeah. you know, and I, you know, for everyone and everyone's, I think doing the best they can. And I, I do believe parts of our industry are struggling more than others. And, you know, we're just trying to learn more about that and um, share information where we can. We, we, we wanted to share safety. Mm -hmm. Safety is going to be a big thing, you know, and how yeah, you get yeah, back yeah. in operations and so we're very keen on some legislation that we know Senator McConnell is supporting and we want to help move that through so that, you know, our companies who are doing everything they can to open safely mm -hmm. are protected from, you know, uh, lawsuits yeah. that when they're doing all they can and, um, and, and also employees have to do all they can, you know, sometimes things still happen. And so there needs to be some protection out there. And um, so, I know there's efforts now to move that forward and we want to, we want to make sure that happens. But I also, we wanted to share what people were doing and we're going to continue to do that. But on our website, there's also a link that talks about safety and it's people sharing how we're opening up, how we're working, how we're like letting, you know, from trucking to everything, you know, get into some yeah. of these facilities and sites. So we want to share that information, team safe trucking 
is a group that's doing a lot to help truck drivers understand how to stay safe. And we want to, <laughs> we want to support that there. If you went to their um, team, safe trucking.com, I'm pretty sure okay. that's it. They've got, uh, um, educational video series on how to help these truckers stay safe. Oh, wow. So I have not yeah, checked so that out. I'm going to find yeah, out. After we yeah, get after. Check that out. Mm-hmm. Check that out. And, um, so we support them and support that effort. Yeah, is this going to be kind of an ongoing thing then for a while then for you guys to focus while this is? Yeah, absolutely. I yeah. mean, so a couple of things that are kind of top of my mind is mm-hmm. we want to continue to educate people on this, you know, the, the PPP loan program yeah, yeah. and how that evolves. Trucking is a, a real concern for um, us. And I know that the, um, the uh, lift, the lifting of uh, truck what do I want, like state guidelines on where they could run, you know, operate oh, yeah. their trucks. They were able to get on the interstate. They were able to take more efficient routes. They were able to safely um, make some changes to help yeah. them be more effective and competitively in getting logs and um, things to the mills. And we, we want to see that continue for sure. Yeah, so I was going to say some of these things might just continue on yeah, after and, everything's well and we're mm-hmm. back in. It, and we've got legislation right now. It's called the Safe Routes to let these trucks get off these state roads when it's, it just does not make any sense and get, let them get on the interstate for no more than 150 miles at whatever that state grove vehicle weight is. Yeah. But it, it's basically what they've been allowed to do during this pandemic. And um, we've supported research with the um, Georgia Forestry Foundation and University of Georgia to, to show how it is more safe and more efficient to allow this type of flexibility. Okay. And so we're going to stay on top of that because they've yeah. done it and, and we want to continue to stay on top of that to see if we can't push those kind of efficiencies through. But also to um, you know, make sure we're, we're sharing as much as we can on CDC guidelines so everyone knows what the guidelines are and how to operate, how to be safe, um, share, share what others are doing. I mm-hmm. actually read a great Wall Street Journal article on how CEOs are getting together and talking about, you know, how are you doing it or what are you doing? And that is, that's taking place here in DC at the association leadership level where people are getting together and saying, Hey, you know, when are you going to reopen your office in Washington or how are you going to do it? So it's, it's collaborativeness and coming together is how we're going to get through this. And I want to try to find opportunities for that to happen. Um, And I think that's an important part of what we can do. Yeah. So amid all the COVID, what other projects are you looking forward to or looking to in the future? Um, so beyond COVID, I, what I'm looking forward to in the future is to um, get ready for some new changes in Congress and maybe in the administration, possibly, and make sure we're ready. We're spending the summer, fall, getting ready for that um, okay. so that we can hit the ground running. Okay. So we'll be spending spending some time on that. Um, I'm very interested in um, working closely with our region team and, and making sure that we're addressing and uh, um, helping the industry at that local region level. Okay. We're going to be doing some webinars. And okay. We'll be doing some webinars on um, probably some uh, safety um, thing around safety, around workforce, around some of the hot topics that have been identified for us. Okay. So yeah, I think um, just more educational and just things to help that uh, industry be competitive and 
and um, at all the different levels that we operate in. So for you, you've been here a number of years. What are mm-hmm. kind of some of maybe the personal highlights for you that the organizations? I would say the personal highlight for me is the people. Okay. Um, really in, uh, with the Forest Resources Association, because, you know, in my different positions, I worked with different, different parts of an organization. And, um, you know, at AFMPA, it's really mostly at the CEO level. A lot of what okay. the work we did was for that, at that high senior CEO level. And um, hardwoods, would, they were great, you know, and just un- understanding those small businesses and the, the leadership there was just a, a great model to learn from and watch. But what I really like about FRA, though, is um, it's really the boots on the ground people. Um, okay. I, I really like and have valued getting to know loggers and um, hearing their stories. And I want to I wanna do whatever I can, you know, and working with other logger associations and people in that business because I just think they, 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 are, they make it happen, right? Without them, we have a serious problem. <laughs> and, and I think getting to know the land, um, you know, the different land organizations that are obviously coming from Weyerhaeuser, I, I knew that um, somewhat, but it's just been great to get to know um, other groups that run those operations and the service providers. I never before had worked with uh, people from, you know, equipment dealers or, okay. you know, just others that work in that service provider section. So yeah, yeah, I think FRA and the consuming side of business, I just feel like I have a bigger picture of how it all works and comes together. And I've really valued that. Because you've seen such a big swath of the industry from every angle almost. So (laughs) you must see, so for the next generation who might be thinking about getting into the industry, you, you might see some opportunities for them. They shouldn't discount the forest industry, so... Oh, no, not at all. And um, I really, really like working with these leadership professionals. In fact, I just, um, I'm almost done getting my uh, a certificate as a professional coach because oh, cool. I, yeah, you know, and I think I, I really think I can use it in my job at FRA and, you know, down the road, you know, when I want to be doing something different, I, I, I really love working with young professionals and helping them think about, um, you know, opportunities because my opportunities you know, just, you know, you could, you could see how they just one by one connected to the other. And so sometimes when you start off somewhere, you don't know where it's going to lead. And, you know, for me, it's so much about, uh, you know, relationships and working hard and doing the best you can and just uh, looking for those connections that come your way and that might open up new doors for you. But it's, it's an exciting, um, business model to work in. There, there are so many different areas where you can get involved and I you know, support people wanting to learn. And even if it's someone who doesn't want to get into all, like, more of the professional side, but they want to get more into the, you know, boots on the ground, working in the forest mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. I, I just think there's so many opportunities. I'm excited about that. And if I can ever be of help to someone. I, I try to do that. I try to do that oh, now. And we've done a couple of leadership things. Where we've invited people to come to our fly-in so we can oh, kind of nice. do like a Congress 101, help them oh, learn. That's great. Yeah. Idea. Yeah. yeah. It's, and they love it. I mean, we had, um, I think we had like 15 come to our last meeting and it was our member companies that brought in their young professionals for the most part. And 
a lot of them had never been ever done any kind of lobbying or advocacy work, had no idea what it meant or what it was all about. And in the end, absolutely loved it. So that, oh, that's great. I, I love doing that. So for you, um, there's also challenges ahead for the industry. Anything you yes. think people should like focus on if you, you know, um, I, th I think it's so important right now for people to support each other as best mm -hmm. they can and yep. to share information. Uh, you know, we all, we're all a little more isolated and, um, mm -hmm. you know, things are changing quickly and decisions are being made quickly. And, you know, those uh, where it's possible to communicate to suppliers and service providers as much as possible and what's happening, I, I think is, is um, such a good thing to be done because um, people are struggling and it's a scary time. Mm -hmm. And the more knowledge we have, the more confidence we can have and the more, you know, we, we can be effective in, in just managing our stuff, right? So in order yeah. to manage our own stuff, we need information and we need to um, have that bigger picture and so I want FRA to be able to provide that where we can. I want to encourage others to do the same. And okay. I mean, right now we just, I think we need a lot of kindness and a lot of, um, you know, support and sharing of information where we can understanding it's very difficult right now to run a business and things are competitive and yeah. we're in an environment we've never been in before. And I just, um, you know, I think the people matter a lot and um, I, business I, models work best when people yeah. have, some confidence and understanding of what's going on. People yes. who work in yes. this industry have so much passion. And, and I think that that is what I, I want to encourage people in leadership to, to be watchful for, because, yes. you know, we want that to stay and yes. uh, yeah. And, and how do you keep that alive and keep people, you know, passionate and engaged and smart and creative and yes. You know, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. because to, together together is how we're going to get out of yeah. it, <laughs> yeah. and and I think that's that's kind of um, how I see FRA. You know, because we yeah. have all segments of the industry at a national level, you know, working together. I think that is how we're going to get out of it yep. as yep. effectively as we can, at least in the areas where FRA has a role to play. Thank you for joining us today. We want to thank our sponsors, the Pacific Forest Foundation and the Pacific Logging Congress, as well as Timber West Magazine for making this podcast possible. And most importantly, we want to thank Deb Hawkinson, who took time out of her day today to be part of Talking Timber. If you have any ideas for speakers or topics, please feel free to send them to me at diane at pacificloggingcongress.com. Until next time, take care.